McDonald v. City of Chicago. On June 28, 2010, the court in McDonald v. City of Chicago, 2010, held that the Second Amendment was incorporated, saying that T is clear that the framers and ratifiers of the 14th Amendment counted the right to keep and bear arms among those fundamental rights necessary to our system of ordered liberty. This means that the court ruled that the Second Amendment limits state and local governments to the same extent that it limits the federal government. It also remanded a case regarding a Chicago handgun prohibition. Four of the five justices in the majority voted to do so by way of the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment, while the fifth justice, Clarence Thomas, voted to do so through the Amendment's Privileges or Immunities Clause. Justice Thomas, in his concurring opinion, noted that the Privileges or Immunities Clause refers to citizens whereas the Due Process Clause refers more broadly to any person, and therefore Thomas reserved the issue of non-citizens for later decision. After MacDonald, many questions about the Second Amendment remain unsettled, such as whether non-citizens are protected through the Equal Protection Clause. In People v. Aguilar, 2013, the Illinois Supreme Court summed up the central Second Amendment findings in MacDonald. Two years later, in MacDonald v. City of Chicago, 2010, the Supreme Court held that the Second Amendment right recognized in Heller is applicable to the states through the Due Process Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment. In so holding, the Court reiterated that the Second Amendment protects the right to keep and bear arms for the purpose of self-defense, that individual self-defense is the central component of the Second Amendment right, emphasis in original quoting Heller, and that self-defense is a basic right, recognized by many legal systems from ancient times to the present day. Catano v. Massachusetts. On March 21, 2016, in a per curiam decision the court vacated a Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court decision upholding the conviction of a woman who carried a stun gun for self-defense. The court reiterated that the Heller and McDonald decisions saying that the Second Amendment extends, prima facie, to all instruments that constitute bearable arms, even those that were not in existence at the time of the founding, that the Second Amendment right is fully applicable to the states, and that the protection is not restricted to only those weapons useful in warfare. The term bearable arms was defined in District of Columbia v. Heller, 2008, and includes any EPO of offense or thing that a man wears for his defense, or takes into his hands, that is carrying, for the purpose of offensive or defensive action. New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Incorporated v. City of New York, New York. The court heard New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Incorporated v. City of New York, New York on December 2, 2019, to decide whether a New York City ordinance that prevents the transport of guns, even if properly unloaded and locked in containers, from within city limits to outside of the city limits is unconstitutional. The New York Rifle and Pistol Association challenged the ordinance on the basis of the Second Amendment, the Dormant Commerce Clause, and the right to travel. However, as the city had changed its rule to allow transport while the case was under consideration by the court, the court ruled the case moot in April 2020, though it remanded the case so the lower courts could review the new rules under the petitioner's new claims. New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Incorporated v. Bruin. New York law prohibits the concealed carry of firearms without a permit. The issuance of such permits is at the discretion of state authorities, and a permit will not issue absent proper cause. The New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, and two individuals who had been denied permits on the grounds that they lacked proper cause, challenged the licensing regime as a violation of the Second Amendment, with the District Court and the Second Circuit Court of Appeals ruling in favor of the state. The Supreme Court granted certiorari on April 26, 2021, but limited the scope of its review to whether the state of New York's denial of petitioners' applications for concealed carry licenses for self-defense violated the Second Amendment. United States Courts of Appeals Decisions Before and After Heller Before Heller Until District of Columbia v. Heller, 
2008, United States v. Miller, 1939, had been the only Supreme Court decision that tested a congressional enactment against. Miller did not directly mention either a collective or individual right, but for the 62-year period from Miller until the Fifth Circuit's decision in United States v. Emerson, 2001, federal courts recognized only the collective right, with courts increasingly referring to one another's holdings, without engaging in any appreciably substantive legal analysis of the issue. Emerson changed this by addressing the question in depth, with the Fifth Circuit determining that the Second Amendment protects an individual right. Subsequently, the Ninth Circuit conflicted with Emerson and Silvera v. Lockyer, and the D.C. Circuit supported Emerson and Parker v. District of Columbia. Parker evolved into District of Columbia v. Heller, in which the U.S. Supreme Court determined that the Second Amendment protects an individual right. After Heller. Since Heller, the United States Courts of Appeals have ruled on many Second Amendment challenges to convictions and gun control laws. The following are post-Heller cases, divided by circuit, along with summary notes. D.C. Circuit. Heller v. District of Columbia, Civil Action No. 08-1289 on March 26, 2010, the D.C. Circuit denied the follow-up appeal of Dick Heller who requested the court to overturn the new District of Columbia gun control ordinances newly enacted after the 2008 Heller ruling. The court refused to do so, stating that the firearms registration procedures, the prohibition on assault weapons, and the prohibition on large-capacity ammunition feeding devices were found to not violate the Second Amendment. On September 18, 2015, the D.C. Circuit ruled that requiring gun owners to re-register a gun every three years, make a gun available for inspection or pass a test about firearms laws violated the Second Amendment, although the court upheld requirements that gun owners be fingerprinted, photographed, and complete a safety training course. Ren v. District of Columbia, No. 16-7025, on July 25, 2017, the D.C. Circuit ruled that a District of Columbia regulation that limited concealed carry licenses only to those individuals who could demonstrate, to the satisfaction of the Chief of Police, that they have a good reason to carry a handgun in public was essentially designed to prevent the exercise of the right to bear arms by most district residents and so violated the Second Amendment by amounting to a complete prohibition on firearms possession. First Circuit. United States v. Rene E. On August 31, 2009, the First Circuit affirmed the conviction of a juvenile for the illegal possession of a handgun as a juvenile, under the United States Code, rejecting the defendant's argument that the federal law violated his Second Amendment rights under Heller. The court cited the existence of a long-standing tradition of prohibiting juveniles from both receiving and possessing handguns and observed the federal ban on juvenile possession of handguns as part of a long-standing practice of prohibiting certain classes of individuals from possessing firearms, those whose possession poses a particular danger to the public. Second Circuit. Kashelsky v. County of Westchester, on November 28, 2012, the Second Circuit upheld New York's May issue concealed carry permit law, ruling that the proper cause requirement is substantially related to New York's compelling interests in public safety and crime prevention. Fourth Circuit. United States v. Hall, 2009, dash on August 4, 2008, the Fourth Circuit upheld as constitutional the prohibition of possession of a concealed weapon without a permit. United States v. Chester, 2010, on December 30, 2010, the Fourth Circuit vacated William Chester's conviction for possession of a firearm after having been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence, in violation of United States Code. The court found that the district court erred in perfunctorily relying on Heller's exception for presumptively lawful gun regulations made in accordance with long-standing prohibitions. Colby v. Hogan, 2016, on February 4, 2016, the Fourth Circuit vacated a U.S. District Court decision upholding a Maryland law banning high-capacity magazines and semi-automatic rifles, 
ruling that the district court was wrong to have applied intermediate scrutiny. The Fourth Circuit ruled that the higher strict scrutiny standard is to be applied on remand. On March 4, 2016, the court agreed to rehear the case on bank on May 11, 2016. Fifth Circuit. United States v. DeRosen, 2009, on June 30, 2008, the Fifth Circuit upheld 39 CFR 232.1, which bans weapons on postal property, sustaining restrictions on guns outside the home, specifically in private vehicles parked in employee parking lots of government facilities, despite Second Amendment claims that were dismissed. The employee's Second Amendment rights were not infringed since the employee could have instead parked across the street in a public parking lot, instead of on government property. United States v. Bledsoe, Fifth Sir. 2009, the Fifth Circuit affirmed the decision of a U.S. District Court decision in Texas, upholding 18 U.S.C. Section 922A, 6, which prohibits straw purchases. A straw purchase occurs when someone eligible to purchase a firearm buys one for an ineligible person. Additionally, the court rejected the request for a strict scrutiny standard of review. United States v. Scroggins, 2010, on March 4, 2010, the Fifth Circuit affirmed the conviction of Ernie Scroggins for possession of a firearm as a convicted felon, in violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 922G, 1. The court noted that it had, prior to Heller, identified the Second Amendment as providing an individual right to bear arms, and had already, likewise, determined that restrictions on felon ownership of firearms did not violate this right. Moreover, it observed that Heller did not affect the long-standing prohibition of firearm possession by felons. Sixth Circuit. Tyler v. Hillsdale Company Sheriff's Department, 2014, dash on December 18, 2014. The Sixth Circuit ruled that strict scrutiny should be applied to firearms regulations when regulations burden conduct that falls within the scope of the Second Amendment right, as historically understood. At issue in this case was whether the Second Amendment is violated by a provision of the Gun Control Act of 1968 that prohibits possession of a firearm by a person who has been involuntarily committed to a psychiatric hospital. The court did not rule on the provision's constitutionality, instead remanding the case to the United States District Court that had earlier heard this case. On April 21, 2015, the Sixth Circuit voted to rehear the case on bank, thereby vacating the December 18 opinion. Seventh Circuit. United States v. Scoeen, 2009, Stephen Scoeen, a Wisconsin man convicted of two misdemeanor domestic violence convictions, appealed his conviction based on the argument that the prohibition violated the individual rights to bear arms, as described in Heller. After initial favorable rulings in lower court based on a standard of intermediate scrutiny, on July 13, 2010, the Seventh Circuit, sitting on bank, ruled 10 to 1 against Scoeen and reinstated his conviction for a gun violation, citing the strong relation between the law in question and the government objective. Scoeen was convicted and sentenced to two years in prison for the gun violation, and will thus likely be subject to a lifetime ban on gun ownership. Editorials favoring gun rights sharply criticize this ruling as going too far with the enactment of a lifetime gun ban, while editorials favoring gun regulations praise the ruling as a bucket of cold water thrown on the gun rights celebration. Moore v. Madigan, Circuit Docket 12-1269, on December 11, 2012, the Seventh Circuit ruled that the Second Amendment protected a right to keep and bear arms in public for self-defense. This was an expansion of the Supreme Court's decisions in Heller and McDonald, each of which referred only to such a right in the home. Based on this ruling, the court declared Illinois' ban on the concealed carrying of firearms to be unconstitutional. The court stayed this ruling for 180 days, so Illinois could enact replacement legislation. On February 22, 2013, a petition for rehearing on bank was denied by a vote of 5 to 4. On July 9, 2013, 
the Illinois General Assembly, overriding Governor Quinn's veto, passed a law permitting the concealed carrying of firearms. Ninth Circuit. Nordic v. King, 2012, on July 29, 2009, the Ninth Circuit vacated an April 20 panel decision and reheard the case on bank on September 24, 2009. The April 20 decision had held that the Second Amendment applies to state and local governments, while upholding an Alameda County, California ordinance that makes it a crime to bring a gun or ammunition onto, or possess either while on, county property. The on-bank panel remanded the case to the three-judge panel. On May 2, 2011, that panel ruled that intermediate scrutiny was the correct standard by which to judge the ordinance's constitutionality and remanded the case to the United States District Court for the Northern District of California. On November 28, 2011, the Ninth Circuit vacated the panel's May 2 decision and agreed to rehear the case on bank. On April 4, 2012, the panel sent the case to mediation. The panel dismissed the case on June 1, 2012, but only after Alameda County officials changed their interpretation of the challenged ordinance. Under the new interpretation, gun shows may take place on county property under the ordinance's exception for events, subject to restrictions regarding the display and handling of firearms. Tishera v. County of Alameda, Circuit Docket 13 to 17132, on May 16, 2016, the Ninth Circuit ruled that the right to keep and bear arms included being able to buy and sell firearms. The court ruled that a county law prohibiting a gun store being within 500 feet of a residentially zoned district, elementary, middle or high school, preschool or daycare center, other firearms sales business, or liquor stores or establishments in which liquor is served violated the Second Amendment. Peruta v. San Diego No. 10-56971, 2016, Circuit Docket 13-17132, on June 9, 2016, pertaining to the legality of San Diego County's restrictive policy regarding requiring documentation of good cause before issuing a concealed carry permit, the Ninth Circuit upheld the policy, finding that there is no Second Amendment right for members of the general public to carry concealed firearms in public. Young v. State of Hawaii No. 12-17808, 2021, an on-bank ruling of the Ninth Circuit on March 26, 2021 upheld the validity of Hawaii's law that barred open carry of guns outside of one's home without a license. The Ninth Circuit ruled that there was no right to carry weapons in public spaces, and states have a compelling interest for public safety to restrict public possession of guns. The text of this podcast is sourced from the Wikipedia Foundation under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The written text has been altered for voice presentation. To view the modified and original text versions visit thelegalpages.com. The content of this podcast is presented for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be legal or professional advice. The Wikipedia Foundation is not affiliated with this podcast.